Hi, this is Margot Kelly with Political Commentaries, and it's June 8th, 2021. A lot's been going on. Um, I want to talk to... I want a reason. I, this is going to be directed to Republicans, and, and just to Republicans. I want a reason with you. And if you're a Democrat and you're listening to this, I beg of you to share this with any Republican you know. Um... Well, you can certainly listen to it if you, you know, and then share it, whatever. But put it on Facebook, put it on wherever. I tend to get pretty emotionally charged, and I'm going to try not to be. I have offended my Republican friends in the past. We've gotten in arguments. We've, you know, had serious problems as a result of not seeing eye to eye. But I want to talk about the big picture instead of the little minutiae of everything. I want to talk about the big picture, and I want to talk about the elephant in the room. Um, Now, it's a well-known fact that the majority of the people in the Republican Party are proudly called Christians. That's the religion they subscribe to, while even though Christianity has many, many different uh, cults, not cults, um, religions within that religion you know it's just a lot of different ones some people believe jesus is god some people don't believe that they believe he's the only son of god and there are no other sons and daughters of god he's somehow special that way or some people believe he's the actual messiah spoken of in the original uh, jewish bible that forbids people to even have a new testament written Um, and certainly against idol worshiping of any deity that has an image to it, especially a man. Um, Liz God had said he's not a man, but that's just speaking biblically. But let's say you're one of those biblical people. Let's say you're not. Let's say you're an atheist and you're Republican. You're just an atheist because you're just an atheist and you're Republican. This isn't really going to pertain to you, this particular part, but the later part will, okay? Um, But I'm... I'm intentionally trying to show a parallel here. I want you to think about this. If Jesus said, follow me, he would mean, do what I do. So he'd want you to vote in the party he would probably be uh, campaigning for, correct? So what would Jesus be? Would he be a Republican or a Democrat? So ask yourself that. Was Jesus known for being greedy, power for corporations, or was he known for taking care of the poor, the lonely, the uh, sick, the people in need. Did he come into the world saying, do whatever you can to take care of yourself? Or did he say, do whatever you can to take care of fellow mankind? His whole commission was to help the sick and to heal them and to provide resources, food, and water to those hungry. And when they showed up at his borders to listen, and all his people said, hey, don't let these people hear. We don't have enough wine and food and this and that. We don't have enough bread. And he said, oh, ye have little faith, right? And he created multitudes of ways to feed the hunger by applying his faith in God's power to manifest abundance, right? That's what he basically did. That's the moral of that story. Don't let fear 
or fear mongering cause you to sin and fall. What's a sin? It's a, it's a, it's a great sin. The greatest of all is to not love your fellow humanity is to love man like your, like your, like your own flesh and blood. That is the biggest crime. So when as a Republican, you put all your eggs in the Trump basket and you said, you know, this guy's really onto something to keep building a wall, keeping all these immigrants out, these people who are quote, quote, seeking asylum, you know, them with their little poor kids and their sick children, all wanting to come here so we can quote, quote, help them. You know, that's not the American way, apparently, but it certainly is a Christian way, right? We have to bring politics and religion together. And here's why. Because Christians are using their religion as a pawn to, in in, in a reason to vote the way that they do. There's the main thing that they run under is a false premise that every life matters. And that's because they don't value the life of women. They don't value the life of all, all every life mattering and every vote should be easy because they're condoning uh, voter suppression. We're going back into a time when abortion is was illegal and not everyone could vote easily or readily and it was by design wasn't on an accident that women couldn't vote or an accident that black people couldn't vote it was by design wasn't none of these things are by accident they're all by design so if every life matters and you vote for people to suppress the democracy and or to suppress a woman oppress her rather look um to allow an adulterous liar cheat con artist sex offender mass liar, insurrectionist leader, cult leader, um, and bully to control your entire party and to watch all those in Congress who lied on video, flipped hypocrisy all over the place, and then used you as the pawn you are to lie to you some more, to get you to be outraged and filled with dem bigotry and fear of so-called quote, quote, social, uh, socialism, which is, uh, the tactic used again, the fear mongering. Um, you gotta ask yourself since just a lot of people are believing that pro-life is the reason they vote Republican. Now, Number one, there's a lot of Republicans that are pro-choice and there's a lot of Democrats that are, that are pro-life. So you don't let that be the, the main reason. Um, because the fact of the matter is, is you're voting against the majority of America's best interests when you vote for the 1% best interests. And when you vote against the planet to protect it, you're voting against all life and all plant life and all animal life and all human life. You're voting against their best interests. God gives people a mind. God gives them intelligence. He gives them creativity. He gives them the ability to learn from science, right? So science is critical to our understanding how the world operates, cause and effect. And all the scientists everywhere have been screaming from the mountaintops that the 
climate is going to become dangerously uh, affected from high temperatures, massive floods, great earthquakes, all the things that I think biblically are stated to happen, correct? End times, as you will. So the prediction of the end times based on human uh, guarantees of their selfishness and their greed and their laziness and their refusal or denial to do anything to protect the planet that they reside on uh, has a consequence. I think the pandemic personally saved our planet by uh, gave us a little bit of time because the entire world was forced to shut down. What level of pollution that would have protected or stopped, I have no idea. But I feel strongly that it did have an impact. But it's not enough, and we have to become proactive in making choices as a country, as a nation, as a world, not just as this country. But we have to do things that we know will not harm our air and our water and our planet and our lives, but will safeguard them. That's the whole point of having government in the first place, or so it should be. But when that government becomes so corrupt that their power and money and greed is what generates their motivation, then the only way they can continue to pollute and stay in power and get paid off by these special interest groups and these uh, oil uh, countries and things like that is to do what? Is to get you to believe and to vote that somehow protecting yourselves or voting for the party that wants to protect you is going to be a problem. Well, if Jesus was running for office as a president or as a senator or as a representative, would he be running as a Republican or would he be running as a Democrat? Would he be health care for everybody, healing for everybody? Or would he be education for just the very wealthy or education for all? I think you know the answer to that. He wasn't about worldly possessions. He was about people. So he wouldn't be voting for the 1%. He certainly wouldn't be a Republican because Republicans' values of everybody should be able to have a gun. He wasn't for killing. He was for creating and healing uh, sick people from dying. You know, he wasn't about that. So when you follow Jesus, you should understand that you're not really, it's just lip service you're giving. Jesus himself said, you can love me all day long, but you're going to be sent to hell by me personally in Matthew 25, because everything that you did to those immigrants at the border through voting, through condoning, through aiding and betting, through re-voting, everything that you did to them, everything you did to them, Every whittle, every dog, every child, every every person, every woman, every person oppressed from the color or religion that they are, or their socioeconomic status, everything that you did to attack any of those people that were not the mainstream advantaged, you you harmed him personally. It's basically he said, you didn't feed me when I was hungry. You didn't give me water when I was thirsty. You didn't visit me when I was in prison. They're like, when did we never do that to you? He said, when you didn't do it to the least, you didn't do it to me or you did it to me. That's the moral of his teaching. So he sends you all to hell. 
So since you're not saved, if in Matthew 25, Jesus said, because, not because you loved me, not because you believed I was your savior, not because I'm, I'm sending you to hell because what you did to that little Mexican child that got stripped from the mom back at the border and who was kidnapped with your permission and your justification because you believe that's God's will or Jesus's will or it's American law and that, that you know, that, that American law is okay to be crimes against humanity if it somehow protects your quote, quote, resources here from being spent on those in need elsewhere. But that's not the law of morality. That's the law of, uh, you know, not wanting to help somebody because you're afraid that there's not enough to go around. That's, that's how you've been brainwashed. That's not Christ-like. That's the opposite of Christ-like. That's anti-Christ. Okay? Any message contrary to Christ, it'd be anti-Christ message. So when you were receiving the messages from the anti-Christ messenger, Trump, that, that uh, you got to build a wall, you got to keep these people out, God's children out. Let's keep all God's children out that are sick and poor and impoverished and in need. That's what Satan got you to do, was to not follow Jesus, but to start to follow him through his messenger, Trump. And for that, according to the Bible, and I don't know that that's true, because first of all, I'm not a Christian, but according to the Christian Bible, in Matthew 25, Jesus said, that's why I'm sending you to eternal hell. It's for that reason. It wasn't for anything else. So as a Republican, you have to ask yourself, when, when Jesus says, follow me, I am the way, if you're not going to do what he would do and vote the way he would vote, who, who are you following? I mean, you're following a corrupt, lying politicians who are using you as pawns to keep you oppressed. Now, why are they keeping you oppressed? And why do I say this? And why does every life obviously not matter? Let's just talk about the blatantly obvious. Women that, let's do the pro-choice thing. First off, in the Bible, life begins at breath, according to the Bible. So if you believe in the Bible, then, then you would believe in that. But let's just say, if we wanted to avoid an unwanted pregnancy, right? so that it didn't, so we didn't even have to have a conversation about oh, well, let's let this woman or young woman die. You know, we'll we'll play Russian roulette with her life just in case. You know, you never know. She might not have a miscarriage. She might not have a stillborn. She Maybe maybe she won't have a preemie. Preemie. Maybe she won't have a baby that will be birthed and not die within two months of six. Maybe that might not happen. So let's let her potentially die, you know, just in the off chance that this pregnancy doesn't have complications and it actually goes to full term, at which point it will be passed over to some other source of uh, government funding. I guess, where will it go? To an orphanage? Well, we don't have them. So we'll, we'll put them in the street corner with the homeless people and see if they'll raise them while we build orphanages for the future unwanted born children. That's not every life matters. That's just bullshit. That's abuse. It's abuse to the mother. It's abuse to the soul, forcing them to come into hard, unwanted circumstances 
without parents and families waiting and wanting and eager to have them and able to financially and emotionally and spiritually be able to even provide for them. So you're forcing a soul to come into a, a, an existence that will be wrought with such severe conditions and challenges. That's child abuse. Okay, Bet you didn't think about that that way. Bet you didn't. Well, think about it now. Doesn't every soul deserve to be, to come through for a lifetime of life of love and, and, uh, and, and a, a parent, two parents and si- potential siblings and, and possibilities of being able to get an education and be able to eat and not have to live in squalor? Isn't that the right of every soul? Denying them that by forcing them to be come through by rape or incest or accident and not be wanted is a well, it's a it's how you make a psychopath and a sociopath. It's uh, those are the criteria to create that psychological makeup in a soul, that personality part that turns to uh, be so. I guess, disenchanted with life that they don't give a shit anymore about any other people, right? Because they didn't get the love and attention that they deserved because you didn't want them to have it because you thought you were doing them a grand favor by forcing a woman against her will to put her life on the line to have a child that was not wanted or provided for or planned for, not by the mother and certainly not by you the voter and certainly not by the republicans in office who are not creating orphanages in every town of these red states that are outlawing this the fact of the matter is this was a strategy to get you on board using your religion against you to vote against your own best interests for one reason only I've talked about this in other podcasts. Birth rates are the lowest they've been in 30 years. That's what this is about. When the draft took those in positions of power and affluence and put them on the firing line, they said, well, that's not going to happen again. What are we going to do to protect the 1% and leave their heirs, pass down their wealth, on and on and on and on? How... How are we going to do that? Well, we, there's only one way. we got to get people to volunteer for the military. How do we get them to volunteer? We make sure that they're, the, the poor and the middle class will be those people. And we make sure that as inflation and prices go up, that we won't pay them enough to meet that. So they'll always be struggling. And it'll always be attractive to the people born to to into harder challenging circumstances to be able to say to themselves let's flatter them and say oh you're wonderful you're all heroes you're all amazing and give them the self-esteem that we never gave them growing up because they were struggling to just survive we'll give them all this you know self-esteem and self-identity and self-worth to get in the firing lines to kill others we'll train them to just kill 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 We'll, we'll create uh, trained assassins and when we the commander will brainwash them and force them to become numb to the law of thou shalt not kill and they will just kill on command okay but how are we going to get them to join how can we do well we can give them free education 
that'll probably get a lot of them to sign up. Uh, maybe some benefits when they retire from, if they, you know, presuming they're not killed, give them, the, give them some benefits. Hey, if they get their leg blown off, we'll give them veterans insurance. You know, we'll, we got to give them some incentives, guys. We got to give them some incentives. Come on, think, 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 what can we do? What can we do? Free education, free, uh, like a, some sort of a, uh, <clears throat> you know, retirement plan. Let's do all that. That way, and we'll, you know, we'll ensure that they'll jump on that by keeping them always just barely able to survive on what they would make if they didn't join. Got to make it more attractive. Otherwise, hey, you know, we're going to get taken over by some other more powerful <clears throat> country. So we've got to keep them oppressed. We have to keep the poor poor, the middle class because let's face it, those poor will have babies. And if we take their right away to not even have a baby, we'll, we'll invest 18 years to, you know, and throw them in a public school and then we'll get them out to go stand in line to get killed. You know, because every life matters so damn much to us. <clears throat> so that's the plan. How are we going to do that? We're going to have to brainwash them. We're going to have to make them think this is a really great thing. Because can I have an honest conversation with you and your, and your all your military family that was ever gone? If there was no free education, there was no pay, actually no pay. Let's say you got to, for free, live in a tent, you know, or a cabin, wherever it is. And they for free gave you a gun, right, for free. And they for free fed you. You could eat, you know, oatmeal for breakfast and whatever they give you. You could eat. But there was no 401k. There was no free education. No free health care while you're there or when you get out. None of that. You were just like everybody else. How many people would have joined the military? Well, you're saying, well, Michael, that's not fair. Nobody would. Well, then so much for that. We, the honor part, right? Oh, what's such an honor. People aren't joining because they're trying to defend America. They're joining to try to survive in America. That's why they're joining. If you take away all those perks, they're not going to join. That's why there was the draft. That's why they created the perks. And that's why they created oppression for the middle class and the poor so that they could just barely stay. That's why when housing rates go way up and food costs go way up, but the cost of wages don't, that's not by accident. That's by people in Congress, in power, Republican people voting against it. So that, so they, their job, their sole purpose for their special interest groups is to keep you poor and impoverished. How can they possibly do that if they raise your living wage so that you can live in a nice place or go to school and put your kids in school and and provide a quality life for them? Well, that's contrary to that goal. If the 1% need to remain in power, they're going to have to take the rest of the people and keep them oppressed. And they're going to have to make it so unattractive to not join the military that they will guarantee they won't have to send Trump juniors of the world to the army to kill and be killed. And they get to pass down their, their, their wealth to their heirs. And that's how it's done, folks. It's not complicated. It's pretty simple. So you, my fellow Republican um, citizen, 
When you keep voting for these criminals, and by the way, everything that they say they're projecting, but it's all easy, easy to fact check. So fact check everything by all means and turn the channel from any bigotries. Anybody that's attacking Democrats is a red flag to you. That should tell you, oh, they're a racist bigot. Be their bias. Maybe get your news elsewhere. Maybe read reporters who spend their life, put their life on the line to try to reveal and get to the truth to us. Put more value in that instead of a bunch of campaign opinion hosts who are paid by the network, who's paid by whoever to let them stay on to control you and brainwash you and gaslight you. Maybe, maybe think again. But the bottom line is this. A lot of people call themselves Christians that are Republicans and they believe that they're doing, they're voting. First off, people are pro-choice, both Democrats and Republicans. That should never be your deciding factor. But you should ask yourself if you are a Christian, what would Jesus do and how would he vote? Well, I think it's pretty obvious. Jesus came in on a donkey, not an elephant. Jesus was for the poor. He was for the, the sick to help heal them to provide the needs for those in need. That was his whole message, to love God with all your heart and soul and your neighbor as yourself. So all of these walls that you have condoned and voted to build and trying to keep these immigrants out, this is something your pastor probably didn't mention to you. But uh, Jesus said when his followers who worshiped and loved and praised him and spent their life dedicated to him and to the belief that he died for their sins and that they were, if they would only believe that, then, then they would be saved. At the end of time in Matthew 25, when they come so elated to see him, he says, stop, get away from me, get away from me. I never knew you. And and they're like, what the hell? What are you talking about? We've spent our whole life worshiping you and praising you. And blah, 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 blah. He's like, nah, you know what? No, nah, you did not. You did not feed me when I was hungry. You son of a bitch. Well, he didn't say that. I'm paraphrasing. You didn't give me water when I was thirsty. You asshole. He didn't say that. I'm just thinking he was probably thinking it. You didn't visit me when I was in prison. Hell, you made sure that I lived in cages separated from my moms and my dads because I wasn't the right country. I didn't have a green card or whatever. Bottom line is they're like, I'll defense them. Like, no, what are you talking about? We didn't do any of that to you. When did we ever do that to you? We demand you tell us, just name it, because we would never do that to you. And he made it very clear, which he should have. The entire time he walked every step he ever took, because it was clear to to me when I read his autobiography, it was that whatever you did to the least, you did it to him. So my fellow Republican, understand that he's sending them to hell even if they didn't do anything to defend the rights of the poor your party has taken food from the children away lowered the 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 uh, the, the literally the, the funding for children in school to eat your party did that that's the party of the republicans Jesus would be advocating to give them more and saying, Your faith, have some faith that there's enough to go around, right? That's what he would be saying. Let those immigrants that are walking treacherously at God's command to flee, to, to find safety in our arms, where we're supposed to open our arms to them. 
you are hard-hearted, cold-hearted, brainwashed, and you believe in your desire to keep them out. But Jesus would never, ever condone that. He'd send you to hell for it. He actually said he will. It's true that Republicans and Democrats have a different mind and they react differently according to brain scans and testing. Images and fear-mongering are really triggered at a high rate with Republicans. So that's why Hitler and Trump's use a lot of fear-mongering to gain control and get the people to sin against themselves and God and humanity because their fear trigger is so, well, that's who they are. Um, that fear is what the, that generates their evil behavior. They're justifying their choices. You know, interesting to listen to all the evangelical people when they were condoning Trump and all of his lies and his adulterous and his rapes and his uh, blatantly sex assaults and stuff. And they thought, well, nobody's perfect. And, you know, he believes in Jesus. Jesus doesn't believe in him. You know, I've said it many times that God hates liars and schemers and wicked people that plot and use and create divisiveness in community. It's just what God hates. But that is the very thing that the Republican Party loves and does to gain power and control. So this power and control to the masses has to be done strategically, deliberately, and using any method necessary in order to obtain it. Now ask yourself this. Well, if you're not for using all the, if you're trying to go green, then you're not being bought by the oil uh, oligarchs of the world, right? You're not, you're not being bought. So you can't use that as a, oh, they've got an agenda. But the ones that want to keep the status quo, even though scientists are saying it's causing massive problems for our planet, You'd have to say, well, then what's in it for them? Why would they be willing to destroy people, our planet, cause devastation? What's in it for them? Always ask yourself that. <laughs> would Jesus condone that? Of course he wouldn't. What's in it for them is they're already in it to maintain the money and the power and the greed and the status that they've got or that they're striving to maintain or striving to get at all costs. The only way they can do that in the country we live in is through getting you to vote, to put them in power, to keep doing that. That's it. You, the person listening to this, are the one that is personally responsible for electing these people that are willing to lie to you and say, oh, the pandemic's perfectly under control. Uh, we're going to we're gonna shut down the government. We're going to put up a wall. We're going to keep these immigrants out. All those things that Jesus said he's sending people to hell for. You literally voted because that's what he ran on. He ran. Trump ran on that. And you voted for that. You may call yourself a Christian. It's not really what you think of yourself according to your religion that matters. It's what Jesus thinks of you. So since you react to fear so well, 
and you're so afraid that rapists and murderers are coming here when it's really just poor families trying to save their families and and themselves. I would like you to have a greater fear. The fear of condemnation of your soul to eternal hell. If you are a Christian, you must believe that when Jesus said, I'm sending you to hell, you, my lovers of me, my followers of me, you, I never knew you. You might love me and worship me, but I have disgust and contempt for you for what you didn't do to those in need to help them and for what you did do to those in need to hurt them. You're yoked to these people that are abusing those in need and they've got you so brainwashed thinking that you voting for a wall or for a liar or a sex rapist, assaulter, uh, adulterer, con man, a person who made carpenters go bankrupt by just saying, I'm not going to pay for the money that you put in when I asked, when I gave you a job to build this, just because you can't fight me illegally, I'm more powerful, I have more power, cause people to go bankrupt, carpenters. Jesus was a carpenter, people. So what I'm saying to you is you need to ask yourself, why are you voting against your best interests? And I'm going to tell you why. It's part of the strategy. It's just part of the strategy. The media, the opinion hosts, the, the, the people that you're getting your news from are the ones that are projecting. And you need to pay attention to the word projecting. And you need to look it up and you need to ask yourself every single time you hear somebody say something on Fox and Not My Friends or your white wing extremists, you need to just ask a simple question. It's just very simple besides simple fact-checking. When somebody's accusing everybody of being wrong but just them, that means that they are projecting and they're gaslighting you. The odd statistically that the entire universe of all the journalists, that means all your kids and your neighbor's kids and everybody that grew up and got a degree in journalism and went out and dedicated their life to uncovering the truth somehow is decided when Trump ran for election that they would become all liars and not interested in the truth anymore. The ability to wrap your head around that lie is astonishing, don't you think? I mean, seriously, don't you think? That's like saying, don't go to get surgery because every one of those surgeons that have dedicated their, their years of school and education, they're just there to rape you when you when you are unconscious. That's what they're doing. Don't go in for a heart attack. They're all, trust me, I tell you, they're all raping. We've got proof of it. What's really happened is people are going, you know, these, these surgeons are just really rapists and the nurses and the, uh, and the uh, anesthesias, they're holding these people down to rape them. And then they're videotaping them. And then they're selling these videos to all these people, uh, sex trafficking videos and stuff like that, or whatever you want to call it. Pornography from the, uh, from the surgeon table brought to you by these elitist surgeons. You would believe that? You'd be crazy. But being able to make up something so far-fetched and so crazy makes you think, well, that's so crazy. Why is somebody saying that if there isn't some truth to it? That's how the mind works. 
it wonders well why would they like the more outlandish the conspiracy is the more people tend to think well that's got to be true because it's so crazy for it not to be true that it would even be stated that's part of the strategic strategy to claim that trump lost i mean didn't lose an election that's part of the way you lie and gaslight people even though all the evidence proves that it's a lie who you would say why would he lie about something that all the evidence proves that he's a liar he must be telling the truth because why would he do that that's part of the strategy okay to brainwash you so i'm 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 getting a little off track here on my thoughts but um i wanted to bring it back to the values of what you claim as a Christian, if you're a Christian or Republican is, and, and what would Jesus do and how would he vote? And why would he vote the way we vote? Would Jesus be for let's all get everybody get a gun and go kill the uh, neighbors? Obviously he wouldn't. He said, love the neighbors as I sell. So who are you following and who are you worshiping? Who are you obeying? Who are you modeling your life after? It's not Jesus, but it's Trump. And you are yoked to him and every one of his sycophants, his enablers, those criminal swap monsters he put in place that he said, if you don't let me get away with this, I'll bring you down with me. I'll get your, all your asses fired. If you impeach and remove me, I'll make sure you never work in politics again. And they said, yes, sir, almighty Trump, we will let you go and let your crimes go unpunished. And, and, and that's how it's being done and that's how you're being played. But why are you voting the way you do? Calling yourself a Christian, knowing that you are... I mean, maybe you can say, well, no, all politicians are liars. I've heard people say this, no, all politicians are liars. Well, that's not true. And there's a difference between everybody go on out and have a party. It's all safe. Don't worry. There's nothing going to happen. Everything's under control when there's a raging pandemic killing hundreds of thousands of people. And this just make my ass look fat. No, it's fine. Do you understand? One's not going to destroy and murder millions of people. And one's not going to destroy democracy and attack and overturn an election because of a crazy uh, malignant narcissist who's using deception and gaslighting and fear-mongering to get his people to believe that some election was fraudulent in the first place. You're nothing but a pawn, my friend. Nothing but a freaking pawn, and you don't get it. You and I... We're Americans. We're human beings first. First and foremost. Fuck your party. Fuck your Republicans. Fuck your Democrats. Fuck your your independents. Fuck them all. You're just a person being played. How are you being played? You're voting against your best interest. Is it in your best interest that you get to eat food? Yes or no? Is it in your best interest that you have shelter and a decent home? Yes or no? Is it in your children's best interest that they get an education? Yes or no? Is it in your best interest that the elderly be taken care of 
or that they have to that you have to quit your job, live at home, and nobody's paying your bills while you take care of your elderly. You can't do both. I can tell you and attest to it. I couldn't take care of my mom while I took care of myself and my business. So I lost my business and potentially risked my homes taking care of my mom for five years. And still am legally and practically in charge of her world. But it came at a hefty price to me. But should that be the thing that we should all become homeless trying to help our parents when they become a need? Or should our tax dollars, should that be a right? And should the money that we pay go to help protect ourselves and our parents and our children behind us as they age so that we don't have to all live on the streets because, well, because we care and we act like Jesus did and we came and we come there to help protect and put in place um, ch- you know, charity in, in the area of healing and food and drink to those in need. That is the commandment. So when you keep voting against your best interest, it's not just your best interest, but it's a spiritual foundation that you are setting yourself up to, to be judged by Jesus when he comes to you and you're like, oh, there he is, there he is. And he goes, don't be shocked. And he goes, no, I never knew you. You're that one that was bitching about your right to wear a mask and cough and kill. And you're the one that said, let's build the wall, build the wall. And you're the one that would refuse to punish this greedy power-hungry abuser who created a cult falling of total idol worshiping while you put my principles and my values and your love for me aside for your fear of anybody coming and taking more food of your resources and using them where they weren't going to be made available to you so much for your faith my friend after you is what he probably would say to you but maybe not Look, the bottom line is this. You're, you're, you're confused on purpose. You're voting against your best interests on purpose. You believe the Dems are evil people, you know, bleeding heart liberals, radical, radical socialists wanting to make sure that you and your children and your parents are okay. How dare they? Well, that's what Jesus would do. He would vote for a blue senator, and he would vote for a blue president and a blue representative. That's what he would do because those are his values. That's what he believes. So if you call yourself a Christian, you don't follow and vote the way he would vote, then you're nothing more than a hypocrite like the people you keep putting in power who are on record and on video for constantly lying and getting caught in the lies and brazenly doing it because they know you're too ignorant, too lazy to even find out or that you don't care if you know because you decided the way to excuse them as liars and thieves and murderers is to say everybody's a liar, a thief and a murderer so that's my excuse to condone them by not holding them accountable. January 6th 
was the worst attack on our democracy ever in history, ever. People died. An entire Congress could have been overthrown like a king and a power like in the olden days, like in the olden days when the emperors existed. Trump tried to be a Hitler emperor and it almost happened. There were people on the inside open door already working with the insurrectionists plotting to help them, assist them in attacking to overthrow our government. The swamp monsters you put in office, they're the ones you are listening to, voting for, and they're the ones that are going to destroy you, our democracy, and our planet with your help, your condoning, your support, and your ignorance. And that's it. Don't you think you owe it to Jesus to not send yourself to hell for eternity by ignoring this message? Let this be more fearful than the so-called rapists and murderers coming here? Which do you fear more? Eternal hell or, oh, you might feed a few more people than you thought you would. Oh, and who would do that? Who would provide for that? Who would make sure that there was enough to go around? If you were to open up your heart and give a hand to those in need at the border who are seeking asylum, what do you think God would do? Punish us as a nation for for being so loving and compassionate in, in, in conjunction with his command? I don't think so. It doesn't make good sense, does it? So why are you using religion to prove that you are the Antichrist instead of using your religion to prove that you are for Christ and you follow him and you open your arms to feed those in need and help them and to visit those in prison and to give those thirsty water. Why are you not acting in accordance with the commandment to love thy neighbor as thyself? Because you're kidding yourself and every one of you little racist, bigots, murdering, killing, lying people, haters, are going to hell. Jesus hates you. Maybe hates a strong word, but you certainly disgust him. According to Matthew 25, now, if unless the Bible is all bullshit, then I guess I have no argument. But if you believe that the Bible isn't bullshit and you believe Jesus when he says, get away from me, I never knew you to those who claim that they spent their entire life worshiping him. Do you think that all the Hitler soldiers and killers and all, you know, the, the people that killed six million Jews went to heaven? Oh my God. If Jesus is going to send you to hell for building a wall and saying don't come in and you should have thought about that before you trekked all the way over here and risked your life because you were thirsty and you wanted food you should have thought about that he's sending you to hell for that attitude for that mindset he examines your heart my friend you are to be judged you the voter the republican listening to me right now it's your heart you know who you are. You know if you've ever uttered, so what? Uh, you know, don't let them come over here. You know, I don't care if they're hungry and their children are going to die if they don't get medicine immediate. Not our problem. We have laws here. If that's you, according to Jesus, you're the first in line to hell. It's not the gay people. 
It's not transgender people. It's not people having abortions. It's people breaking the greatest commandment. What was the greatest commandment? Besides loving God, it was loving thy neighbor as thyself. That means that the neighbor that shows up in need, you don't spit in their face and build a wall so they can't even knock on the door. You will be judged and you'll be sent to eternal hell. How How come Tucker Carlson isn't telling you that? How come Hannity is not sharing that? Laura Ingram's not telling you that? Aren't they all Christians? Aren't they all scared and fighting for your soul? Aren't they all worried for your eternity? Aren't they desperate to make sure that you don't get sent to hell by Jesus who's claiming, hey, that's exactly where I'm sending you and it's the reason I'm doing it. This is why. Why are you so afraid of Mexicans and immigrants coming to America to use our resources and take jobs to help make our economy strong again? Why? Because somebody told you to be afraid of it. That's why. Because somebody convinced you that those children and mothers and fathers coming here trying to work hard and and, and, and do what the, our forefathers did, which came here to work hard and to create this country, is somehow bad. That's what Hitlers and Trumps do, fool. Yeah, and they use and trigger your brain in the fear because that's a real thing. It really works. So let this work on you. Let what I'm saying work on you. According to your belief and your religion, and I don't care which one, if you believe in the New Testament, Jesus said, get away from me. I never knew you. You didn't give me water. You didn't visit me when I was present. You didn't give me food. And they insisted that they would never have not done that to him. And he educated them and schooled them right on the spot. And he said, which he said it all along, what you did or didn't do to the least you did unto me. And for that reason, I'm sending you to eternal hell. Look, when you loved ones die from a coronavirus or cancer or a heart disease or a stroke or a car accident or a fall or whatever you die from, just remember, when you get there, your soul arrives to the place where Jesus states, sorry, you are at the wrong place. You're not getting in. And they're like, but why? I was such a, I went to church on Sundays. Well, that's not the Sabbath anyways. You desecrated my Sabbath. You desecrated God's laws. You lied and condoned stealing and murder. People, millions of people got sick from a pandemic because God had to send a pandemic to save the planet, to shut down the world so that people could exist in the planet, to slow it down. But that was from neglect. That was from refusal to take care and to listen to those who were trying to warn us. But what Trump did and what his entire administration did is they said, it's all under control, it's all fine, it's all good. They fired the infectious disease people and they went on a campaign rally during a raging pandemic, spreading it from city and state all around this nation. And they will go to hell. Literally. Those leaders, those liars, those murderers, those kidnappers of those children, those people that not only 
if it, you know it's not like Jesus said hey you're going to hell if you kidnap a child and you uh, you know put them in a cage and treat them like a like a cockroach and uh, that's why you're going to hell he sent people to hell just for not you know providing food for them what would he think you know where would he send them to for torturing them for the crimes against humanity for brutally torturing them emotionally scarring them causing them to be devastated and lost and abused just for the mere reason that they needed us and they showed up seeking and asking for our help that's how they were treated you did this my friend that's all on you and everyone that keeps supporting him for what he did that's all on you and for those of you fools who say but obama let's just get the facts even if obama did and he didn't he built cages for those who he thought were not with the families only in a special incident but he kept families together but let's say that obama had done exactly the same thing let's just say that he had does that mean that it's okay by Jesus? Figure it out. Figure it out. If Jesus is sending you to hell and your children to hell and your parents to hell for the, you know, not taking care of the homeless and the people uh, in need, come here and show up on our neighbors. What's he going to do to those that not only torture, that not only didn't do that to help them, but tortured them on top of it? Don't kid yourself. You're far from saved, according to your own religion. Period. You're far from saved. You're lost. And you're hurting and harming many people who are working hard, trying to get you the right information, pleading and begging with you, to stop assaulting mankind, stop oppressing voters that are women or blacks or poor people so that you can keep those people in power who created those laws to suppress them because they know that they're voting for them. That's not how anything but corrupt um, dictatorship works. You have a very corrupt party who are hurting you. Now, if you think it's in your best interest that a black person can't vote easily and hasn't have access to voting, then you would be oppressing them. Will Jesus send you to hell? Damn straight. Yeah, he will. Because it's you that's making it all possible by not speaking out against them, by doing nothing, by it's what you don't do and what you do that you will be judged for. So you are in the party that is pretty much doomed to hell, the way I see it, all because they were able to be so anti-Christ and you followed the anti-Christ mentality, morality, if you will, to support your fear mongering that they gave you and the lies you subscribed to because it was something you chose to do. Do your homework. Save your soul. Don't keep voting against your best interest. Educate yourself. Fact check and understand that when you keep putting these corrupt swamp people in power where they will stop 
the uh, everything that the Democrats are trying to do. If it wasn't for the Democrats, you wouldn't even be able to get insurance right now. Okay? You wouldn't. You wouldn't. Actually, if it wasn't for John McCain, who was the last vote, you wouldn't have been able to even get you know, guaranteed coverage for pre-existing conditions. You've got to look out for your own soul and what's in your own best interest instead of what the 1% is trying to do to convince you to be afraid of looking out after your people and yourselves so that they can get their wars on and use and kill your kids as soon as they get right out of school. Because that's what's really going down. That's what's happening. That's how you're being played. That's how you're pawns. That's my message. Think about that. Sorry if you didn't like it. Happy if you're afraid for your own soul. Maybe that fear-mongering will work in a special sort of way instead of the way that the Republican parties have been playing you with their fear-mongering. Till next time, be safe. You can find me on Simply Marvelous on Twitter. Join Political Commentaries on Facebook. And uh, sometimes I post to politicalcommentaries.com. Also, if you haven't subscribed, please do. But do share this with somebody because it's food for thought, right? I mean, there's a massive assault assault on our country in our democracy. And we got to do something. That's what we can do. Share this. Let them give, let them think about something. At least you don't have to say 57 minutes of what I just said. I said it for you. All right. Till next time. Be safe. Bye.